Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Time of the week again, it's Friday, and it's Friday the 11th of August 2000, or 2023, and it's punters mate time on SEN Track. As I say, good afternoon to Sam Highland. Hello, Chriso. Yeah, it's been a uh, it's been a big week, hasn't it? There's been uh, lots of headlines. There has uh, been. A bit going on, so uh, I, reckon... I say I've been up and about uh, throughout the week, and shout out to Andrew Birch from uh, New Zealand Bloodstock Marketing, Thoroughbred Marketing. Uh yeah, we've covered plenty of ground in the last couple of days and caught up with heaps of trainers and, uh, yeah, all looking forward to uh, hopefully we can get lots of trainers from Queensland going over for the ready-to-run sales and, and then obviously uh, Karaka and So you're doing Karaka a bit millions. of promotional sales yeah, type just, activity? just a bit. Uh, I do it every year. Birchie comes over and we sort of round up a few trainers. And, yep. uh, yeah, we went out to Mashani, uh, Mashani Racing yesterday out at Bow Desert and Mike Crooks' property and Les Ross obviously trains the bulk of the Mashani horses. Yep. And, uh, oh, it was fantastic. It was, uh, you know, really good afternoon. And thanks to Crooksy for uh, his hospitality. And it was, uh, yeah, it was great fun. We had a great day and, and went right around the property. Huge property. 1,500, 1,600 acres. Yep. And, uh, yeah, got some really nice horses out there. And, and Les will uh, – well, he's got the two-year-olds up and up and about. They're, Again. They've already trialled. And, uh, yeah, there's well, there's plenty that have already trialled and had jump out. So uh, – well, we had that this yeah. we had that last season. The start of last season, all the two-year-olds were – I remember we had Tony Gollan on the show and we had other trainers. Where are all your two-year-olds? Every race was full of a Mashani. He loves Mashanis. it. He dead set loves it. And, still, uh, they do yeah, well out of it. I think that will be the case again this year. So uh, Very smart business decision. No, nah, they're very good. And obviously, Crooksy has uh, barrier reef pools. Yep. And uh, uh, it's uh, – yeah, it's uh, it, it's uh, – well, it, you know, they're just uh, – he breeds a lot of his own horses. And, um, yeah, I think he gets a real buzz out of obviously seeing it right from the start, yeah. you know picking out the stallions, and, and then uh, uh, he was talking us through it yesterday. You know, he just loves it. Now, this week, Sammy, we saw the nominations come out for the Caulfield Cup and the Cox Plate. And I made an executive decision this week oh, without yes. asking you, is that you need to be our international correspondent for these UK horses because I know you love your UK racing, and I don't know anything about them. Uh, so I'm going to have to suggest that you go with that. I was going to ask you, but you can't say no. So you have to be the UK correspondent. So there's a lot of international entries. Uh, We've got 175 uh, Caulfield Cup nominations and 24 from overseas and 178 for the Cox Plate, 17 overseas. Have you had a chance to cast your eye over any of those yet? I have not as yet. I have not as yet, but um, you are right. I do take a a keen following of... uh, of uh, racing, especially in England and Ireland, and more so jumps racing. Uh, 
There's no doubt about that, but I can give you a quick tip. Uh, oh, already? Uh, yeah, new market tomorrow night. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Go, we'll yeah, take any tip. I, I think um, uh, it is called, where is it uh, here? Race three, number six, Macduff uh, with Russell Ryan on board. This will be winning. I backed it at uh, $4 this morning, so uh, I think... Yeah, it will be uh, very hard to beat. So, uh, but no, I look forward to that challenge, Chris. Oh, of course, uh, Cam Luke, uh, he does some of his best work on Thursday nights with the international uh, racing yes. and uh, can be found on Ladbrokes. They do a great show there, Rory Flanagan and Cam Luke. And uh, uh, yeah, that they'll, uh, well, dead set Rory Flanagan. Cam Luke said he's an absolute jet at finding winners over there. So he's definitely one to follow. Uh, get, it's only a matter of time before you get a gig on that show, you know. <laughs> Just a matter of time. Once your people start talking to Cam Luke's people, you'll, you'll get a gig on that show. Now, remember that tip, of course, uh, imagine what you could be buying instead because this isn't the tipping part of the show, but we'll take it anyway. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Now, what else do we need to get through? Uh, Jimmy Orman, he's been confirmed. Now, I thought he was riding Antino in the Turak. But he's only been confirmed for Antino's first Melbourne start at this stage. But we will be speaking to Jimmy Orman very shortly. So we'll get it straight from the horse's mouth, or in this case, the jockey's mouth. Ryan Maloney's going to ride Skirt the Law during its or her Melbourne campaign. Of course, Ryan's based in Sydney for the next few months, but he will travel to Melbourne to ride Skirt the Law when need be. And, of course, uh, he rode his first Sydney winner at Warwick Farm on Wednesday. So caution for Annabelle Neesham. The training partnership of Gillian Heinrich and Renita beaten Sammy. Got off to a good start with their winner at Doomben on Wednesday, Prime Asset. We're going to speak to Renita Beaton later in the show. How good. I caught up with Renita yesterday at, uh, at the Gold Coast. We were at the track and we went and saw the, the stables where uh, Gillian Heinrich and, and Renita are based. A fantastic setup. And, uh, yeah... Renita will do really well coming on board there. Uh, there's no doubt about that. She's a fantastic horseman, horsewoman, and uh, yeah, rides rides her own work, and uh, she's got a good team of horses. So uh, we'll be seeing definitely more of their names up in lights, uh, getting winners. That's for sure. I have no doubt about that. Renita Beaton and Gillian Heinrich. Uh, Uncommon James trials in two to three weeks. First run back will be in the Moyer on the 29th of September, Sammy. We know how good Uncommon James is. He's been a little bit forgotten, probably, but he won't be once he hits the track. Damien Lane has been booked to ride Uncommon James in the Moyer, 29th of September. One of our favourites, Go Wanji. He's on the comeback trail. He's had a couple of pretty ordinary or pretty bad injury concerns, but uh, well, two bouts of surgery, but uh, he's on the comeback trail, and there's every chance that we'll see him during the summer carnival. So that's good news because he's a bit of a, a hype and a spruce horse up here, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Uh, he is. He's uh, he's an absolute beauty, isn't he? And uh, he's um, uh, like the the O'Day Hoistead team. They've got a really nice team of horses going down to Melbourne. We saw uh, the last couple of carnivals, uh, autumn and spring, that they've yep. had good success. Queensland horses have had a real presence, and I've said it a few times on this show that uh, I think that'll continue. You know, there, there's no doubt that Melbourne racing is. Uh, you know, it's slipped well behind. Sydney's leading the charge, and and those races they're a bit softer. Those those good races down in Melbourne and, and the Queenslanders they're going to have a real presence in this upcoming spring carnival. I have no doubt about that. Well, the racing might improve when the jockeys start uh, having ear uh, trainers have oh microphones and uh, earpieces. Strap and yourself <laughs> in, punters. AJ 
Jay is going to take us on a hell of a ride. There is no doubt about that. Um, well, we, I don't know if uh, horse racing's going the right way down there. But anyway, uh, he tells us his team has a clear idea on how to grow racing. So I cannot wait to see this development. Watch this Ear space. Earpieces in jockey's ears. No whip races. Well, you're, a, you're an ex-jockey, Fr- From a guy Sam. that has no idea about horse racing. I mean, I cannot wait for this. Cannot wait. Well, you're the perfect person to ask. Ex-jockey, riding a lot, a lot of races. Tell me, how would you have gone with an earpiece in your ear and a trainer giving you instructions? It's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And, and you know, I've even heard Giddy up say about, um, you know, oh, we want to hear them going to the berries. He thinks it's a good innovation having the um, jockeys talking to the trainers going to the berries. What are they going to say? What what on earth are they going to bring to the table? Going to the barriers. You're, you're riding a horse to the barrier. You're riding. You know when you go when you go out to you, you're going out to do a serious job. You know that. You, like people are gambling on this. You, you're actually you're going out having a crack, putting your life on the line, riding a horse as fast as you can possibly go, and and you want to start having chit chat going to the barriers. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's. It is complete madness, and what does it bring to the table? When somebody tells me actually what the positive is of it, because what are you going to say? Oh, this horse feels good. Well, of course it feels good. They're going to the That's races to there. go and win the race. That's you know, right. like so. I just don't understand what what. So, so what about the jockey that gets on the horse and go, gets out and goes? This is so rough. It feels sore. How would that be? How would that be if your jockey said that going to the barriers? I just don't understand no. what what it brings to the table. Nothing, you know, absolutely it's, nothing. They're just looking for different innovations, but I mean, you know, at the I end of the day, I've yet. said it before: good races and good, good horses, horses. Right? That's yeah, that's, that's what, what we brings need to sell. horses to the races. That's but, what we need to but sell. But sadly, it, with with Sydney and Melbourne fighting like they do, it's it is so diluted now, and and you know, it's it's really going to suffer. It's Oh, I just, but this talking to jockeys, talking to trainers, going to the barriers or in a race, oh. what I do not understand. And in, in a race, it is almost impossible. What, what, you know, you think you're wanting your jockey to go out there as sharp as attack, focused and, and it's, it's not a game. It's a serious job, right? So, so why, why are we even talking about having earpieces in jockeys? You know, it's... Does it happen anywhere else in the world? No. Well, it won't happen here, I wouldn't think and, either. you know, making the comparison to a racing car, well, a Formula com- One car... You can steer a car. You can... A car doesn't have a mind of its own. It is. It is. Among other things. Well, we... And I don't know if you know or not, but it gets me a bit revved up. And <laughs> I I am somebody that I love horse racing. Yeah. I've, I've grown up, yeah. you know, loving horse racing all my life. And, and now I just go, wow, we... Really? Maybe we'll ask Jimmy Orman what he thinks of it when we speak to him. Yeah, good idea. I don't know what he can say if he's restricted he's very, anyway. uh, You know, I could over-race a bit. Jimmy's a very uh, level-headed yep, just uh, a, young man. We'll yep. see what he says. Okay, Rachel King is going to represent Australia in the World All-Star Jockeys Series in Japan, 26th and 27th of August. That'll be exciting. Uh, for Rachel. Well done to her. We've had her on the show uh, during the Winter Carnival and she was great to chat to, so good luck to Rachel. Cool and Gatta is going to be, or has been retired to stand at Coolmore. Of course, won the 2022 Magic Million. Sammy was a good mare, wasn't she? Or a good filly. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, sorry, um, well, we, it was, it's huge money, isn't it? And uh, such a good horse. Uh, she was so well placed 
by Karen Ma and Dave Eustace. And, uh, yeah, it's, it, uh, she's definitely a, a real favourite, I would have thought, of, yep. uh, of Kieran's Kill and Gutter. There's no doubt about that. Now, last week's meeting at Eagle Farm, nothing really changes. A treble to Jimmy Orman, a double to Tony Gollan. Good luck to... Uh, to those two, they've started the season off just where they left the previous. Uh, highlight was Zarastro for me. Uh, Tony Gollan's horse who have, was having his second start in Queensland and he just bolted in and he ran quick time. Both ends of the race led all the way. So he's a horse that's going to go through his grades during uh, this time of the year, get his ratings up and, and tackle some better races down the track. Now, I want to ask you about a particular race last week, Sam. Don't know if you saw this race. It was race three. The National Jockey Celebration Day, cutest three-year-old benchmark, 70 handicap, won by acres away. The favourite was Tango Fever. Very, very short price at $1.75. Everybody in the world, including me, was tipping Tango Fever. We all thought that was an absolute moral. Ran fourth, okay? Looking at the times for this race, they came home in 34.22. It was 1,200 metres, and they went out in 39.15. That's too slow. Is that what... That may be one of the reasons Tango Fever got beaten. She sat second outside the lead, but 39.15, that's just ridiculously slow on a on a soft slash good surface, surely. Uh, How do they get away with that? It's well, not, it's... But shouldn't questions be asked? Why they were going so slow? Well, I suppose if the jockey I, gets away with it, Good luck to him, maybe, but I don't know. I mean, they used to have lights in harness racing. They used to have to be inside the lights or they'd get fined to, to ensure a decent tempo in the race. It's, well, I... I what do uh, you think? Uh, I think um, that's ridiculous, what you're saying. It's, I think... Uh, <laughs> that's what we need you, now, lights. You can... Get you know, it in Victoria. When you're on speed, when you're on speed and you're leading, and I always say this, I actually said this to David Taggart, uh, on trackside a couple of weeks ago, uh, I think it was only last week, actually, Tag said, it's not safe. It's not safe. When they go, I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> when you're in front and you dictate, right, you can go as slow or as fast as you want. You're the one that's dictating, right? Okay. So, so it's up to those behind, if they're not happy with the speed, to take it up. But if you're in front dictating, right, you can go as slow as you like. And, and it's actually in your favour if you go slower. Yeah, right. if you've got a so, sprint, you can kick. So if you go slower, that's right. Now, okay, don't forget Tango Fever. It's only a young horse. It's only had four starts, right? So there was this massive hype going into that race the other day, thinking this will just win, just win, right? And, I mean, it wasn't that bad. It, it only got beaten 1.6. Oh, I know. And, and, but it's only a young horse. You don't know if it's had a cough, if it got up and had a cough that morning. You don't know if it had a snotty nose. You don't know if it hasn't eaten for three days. And it, it actually well, didn't run that bad. There's another question. Okay, as a $1.75 favourite ran fourth, the stewards report, there was no mention of the horse at all. Should there not have been a question asked of... Um, it's uh, just sometimes, sometimes they don't turn up. Sometimes they don't turn up. But I still I know, think I know when you a, do your money, you no, want, an, you, if it you starts, want an excuse. But, if it starts but sometimes, $4, this is the thing. It's a, it's an animal. It's a race. I know that. I know. But if it starts four dollars, I don't care if it's in the stewards' report. But if it's odds on, <laughs> obviously the market and everybody concerned expect. And it was heavily backed. It wasn't even blew out the gate. And I know they can have an off day, but I still think this should be the question asked. So, so uh, post race. So um, the stewards ask, yeah. "What happened to Tango Fever?" And Mar Martin jockey. Harley comes in and he goes, "Well, I tell you what, it jumped out and sat second. We went steady." 
for the first half. Steady. And then we quickened up and we quickened up and she couldn't go any faster. Yeah. And, 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 and then they go, so she felt okay in the action. He goes, yeah, that it, it had every possible chance today. It just wasn't good enough. And that, and that's where it is. That's where yeah. it's at. Well, and, and as no I say, that. as I say, it's not like it's had 25 starts that. for four wins and, and it's, it's an up and running season galloper. It's a young horse, and 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 you just so what happens next start when when she comes out and wins by four lengths, and Rob Heathcote's getting interviewed after the race. He says, "Oh yeah, she pulled up with a cough after that when she came back well, to the stable." That needs to go into the next stewards report. That's why it should be followed, and then the punters get screwed over. Anyway, we're not just gonna... just just for the listeners out there. I think Chris has. I think Chris has had something. <laughs> oh, no, I just was disappointed. <laughs> I thought. Anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> I know, I, I know your pain. I know. I know your pain. Today's <laughs> guests, as I mentioned, Jimmy Orman and uh, Renita Beaton. Now, remember, racing action continues every day right across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. And I can tell you tomorrow. <laughs> I, I hope Tango doesn't go in the sausage department. <laughs> no, no, I won't go that far. But I've got another one for that segment. Uh, we race at Eagle Farm, of course, tomorrow's our main meeting. But we do have a big meeting, of course, at Townsville, and you'll be frequenting the uh, area? Ah, it's really looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah Birchie and myself uh, and Shira are heading up to to the Townsville Cup and uh, should be a beauty. I went a couple of years ago. It was great fun. And yep. uh, it's going to be good to catch up with my, my good mate, uh, Nathan Grubby Day. We might, you know what? We might have a beer too, I think. Well, is he riding? <laughs> yes. We'll wait till after the last... <laughs> Uh, Eagle Farm, Townsville, as I mentioned, uh, we race at Bow Desert. We race at Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone. A few cup meetings uh, around the place that are non-tab. Gladstone, Prairie is a one meeting a year uh, venue. Prairie? Prairie. Where is Prairie? I don't know, but there's a little house there. Uh, Telwood, <laughs> there's a cup at Telwood. And a new market at Longreach. And, of course, we race at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. Then boys light up. Then boys light up. Before I get to our first guest, Sammy, must must just say that uh, I have to have a word to uh, to Sam, the other Sam here who's running the show. Can't stand that song. Can't stand Australian crawl. Cannot really? stand them. <laughs> no, nah, not at all. And I think I'm the only person in Australia, but uh, no, nah, not a fan. So uh, I guarantee you that show won't be that song won't be uh, being played again. <laughs> I'll find something better than that. Uh, Jimmy Orman joins us this afternoon. Uh, Jimmy, he's touchy. He's touchy Jim, today. He's, Jimmy's, Tango, uh, Tango he, really revved him. <laughs> of course, the premiership winning jockey from the season just completed. Jimmy, are you, a, uh, are you an Australian crawl fan or is that a bit before your time? It's a bit before my time, but I don't mind it. Okay, great. <laughs> Thanks. There's another one. <laughs> All righty. Now, uh, before we get to your rides tomorrow at Eagle Farm, uh, Antino, you've been booked to ride Antino first run back in Melbourne. Is that just the first run or is that the entire preparation? Uh, I'm not sure, to be honest. But, um, yeah, definitely on him first start. Um, I'm not sure what weights he's going to get, to be honest. Um, I haven't really spoke to Tony yet, but hopefully I'd love to sort of stick with him, that's for sure. But going to have to see what weights he gets. Yeah, I suppose that's the telling factor when he gets into those uh, group ones, etc. like the Turak. Um, uh, you, you must be looking forward to riding him down there. He's such an exciting horse. Yeah, I can't wait. He's, um, 
Ezekiel Horse, I've been doing a bit of work with him since he's come back in from a short spell, and yeah, he seems to be going well. And Far Too Easy is another horse that you'll be riding during the spring? Yeah, Far Too Easy is another horse that, um, yep, I'm going to ride. I think they someone told me the two-rack and the Posse uh, class, so we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, he's an awesome horse. Far Too Easy can be a really hard to beat in the Posse Osco, that's for sure. Jimmy, a bit of news down south this <laughs> week, uh, making the headlines, and I've over-raced a little bit at the start of the show, as I do. Uh, but earpieces in jockeys' ears and talking trainers talking to jockeys while the race is on, what could... Well, h- how do you feel about this? How do you feel about this? Yeah, I've seen all that on... Um racing.com yeah I'm I don't know what to think of that to be honest um feel like some jockeys have got uh, some of us have got enough to worry about without sort of having that to worry about as well but um yeah I'm not I'm not too sure about that I, I think it should be um we get the instructions pre-race and then you go out there and do your best and yeah if I don't think we should be getting new pieces that's for sure but yeah, I think we just go out and do our best, and if you win, you win, you, you don't, you don't. But you don't want someone in your year mid-race when you're, um, you know, I don't know. It's just not something I it, thought would, would work, but anyway. Work. It's just not. No, I, I mean, you know, I, I, uh, I just said that it just doesn't bring anything to the table. The job's difficult enough as it is, you know, riding a horse, putting it in a good spot, giving it a sweet ride. Uh, getting the best possible result, and and then you want to bring this to the table? Why? It's 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 absolute madness, complete madness, and and yeah, and, adds, and adds nothing, adds nothing. You know, like it's um, if anything, if anything, it's well for a jockey, it's a it's a hindrance, mm. isn't it? Mm. Yeah, that's it. Especially if you got one that you imagine if you're, um, you you jump and you got one that's hanging a bit on you or something like that. The trainer's going, dig up there inside this one. <laughs> but you can't, you can't just sit back and say, hang on, I'm, I'm hanging off the track here. I can't get up there. Like, you know? <laughs> and and this, is, this, is, this is coming yeah. from, from Brisbane's leading, leading jockey. jockey. I mean, this is, this is exactly the first thing you, you think of. And, and dare I say it, you know, um, with the utmost respect to horse trainers, a lot of horse trainers don't read a race as, as well as they no. could either. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's you know, I find um, trainers that are ho- that were jockeys, uh, you know, that they can they can see what happens in races very clearly and, and can read races a lot better uh, than than other trainers. And so here you've got yeah, a tra- here you've got a trainer um, on the other side of the track in the grandstand or watching on the TV, you know, speaking to you and and you're actually there on in the spot on the spot riding a horse as fast as it possibly can go and and getting the best result for the punters and and then you want to add this confusion to it i mean it just there is nothing good to come from this the, the interesting part too yeah. is i haven't and jimmy's another one here i haven't seen any jockey on social media comment on it in a favorable way and i'm sure at the end of the day the jockeys association would have a final say wouldn't they uh, yeah, I, I would imagine uh, so, definitely. I think uh, uh, one I think, thing I reckon it would work for. Yep, is gallops. Maybe yeah, gallops. Yeah, but that might be the only thing. But yeah. then, what yeah. are you going to get? What 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 are we going to get out of that? Yeah, 
I mean, you've got. Oh, your... they might be saying, "Hey, listen, slow down. You're going way too." No, I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> that's not for the. Um, that's not for the the race goer, is it? That's more of between the trainer and the jockey. I mean, yeah. they're not going to put that to yeah. air. So, yeah, I, I see oh, what this you're is saying. Going to air, is it? Oh yeah. So this... this is only a couple of stops in a race, is it? Or well, I don't know. <laughs> so, might be all of them. Or, or what? Oh, is it okay? Yeah, yeah it's strange. Yeah, I don't it's, know. It's not I can't work, see. Though. No, it won't get off the ground. <laughs> Just quickly ask you about uh, deep respect. Uh, who you rode uh, to victory at Doomben on Wednesday. First start, you and Kelly combined, as you often do. Look pretty impressive. He is, yeah. He um, he won pretty well. He's a horse that just does what he has to do, though. But, yeah, he he he's um, shown a fair bit. He's been sort of hiding there in the stable for a while now. He keeps going chin sore and yeah. all that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, we've always had a nice opinion of, of him for the last six months. I was I was at the races on Wednesday and he was a clear standout in the yard and uh, me just being greedy like I am I thought if this gets to three dollars I'll have last year and and he kept <laughs> getting out in the market he got out I think he he was two dollars eighty got, or got out to yeah. two eighty which just I'm an idiot right and uh, but I didn't bet but I was. I looked at the horse and thought, gee, he's got a real presence about him. I obviously watched the the race, watched him in the race and watched the horse closely. Jimmy, he looks like he's got a turn of foot, this horse. I thought to myself, this horse, when he gets into a 1400 and he can quicken like that, he'll just leave them behind. Yeah, he he will. He's going to get better 1400. Um, I thought he'd show a bit more speed than that, to be honest. But, yeah, you're spot on. He's got a nice presence about him. Um, He's a very well-bred colt and... Yeah, on his trials, he looked very, very hard to beat in a race like that. The average sort of a maiden, you know. Uh, just uh, another horse I wanted to ask you about, Jimmy, is uh, Zarastro, who you rode to victory for Tony last uh, Saturday. Very impressive. Uh, fast time, did at both ends of the race. Looks to be uh, an addition to the stable that's going to win more races. Yeah, for sure. Jumped and led, controlled the race and was way too strong. Um, yeah, just had them sort of out of their comfort zone throughout, like got a very high cro- cruising speed. Um, and yeah, extremely unlucky not to win first up, but one well second up and I, I presume we'll go along with it this prep. Yeah, I think uh, going to uh, have a few more runs yet, try and build those uh, rating points up. So be hard to tip against. Zarastro going forward now, we've waffled on long enough and we know you've uh, you've got plenty on your plate. So we'll just ask you, uh, out of your rides tomorrow at Eagle Farm, is there a standout amongst them you're looking forward to riding? Um, yeah, I think um, Ashgrove will be hard to beat. I worked Ashgrove on Tuesday, worked really well. Um, Ashgrove looks my probably my best on um, on um, the way he worked Tuesday. Um, galloped with Freedom Rally. Yep. Worked well. Um, and it's going to be a lot better third up. Looks a very winnable race. Drawn good. 1,500 at Eagle Farm looks a good race. I think Carbonetti looks another good chance. Um, yes, I'm looking forward to riding Carbonetti. And, um, yeah, possibly Ross Rosso in the in the last race. A benchmark 70-mile race. It's been sort of knocking on the door there. Started favourite the other day in a midweek. Cronenberg beat it. Um and it ran well, so yeah, definitely knocking on the door. I've gone against you. There. I was I was with Rossovo last start, didn't do a lot, so uh, I've jumped on to uh, to Esky, who uh, I was just looking. You haven't ridden, oh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, 
I think down the weight. Yeah, I think the two of them will fight that out. But anyway, that's only my opinion. You would know more than I would, Jimmy. Thank you. Anyone? Anyone? Scratching. What's that? A lot of scratchings in that race already. There are. So yeah, it's a, yeah. looks a couple of you know sort of three horse race on paper, but you never you never know. You it cert- might be something jumping out. You cert- certainly don't. Uh, now, Sammy, did you want to uh, mention anything to Jimmy before we go? Uh, Nothing. You looked as though you might have had a question on your mind. There, no, but, I didn't. Uh, no, you were smiling at something. Oh. Obviously, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy. Congratulations again on last season. You did a fantastic job, and you're off to a flyer again this year. Good luck tomorrow and going forward for the spring. No worries. Thanks for having me on. That's a pleasure. Thank you for coming on. Jimmy Orman, Queensland's or Brisbane's premiership-winning jockey from 2022-2023. And Sam's still laughing now. He's, someone sent him something. I don't know what it is. Bill Mickelson gambled I read $1 that. billion. Dollars. <laughs> I read that. But you, you know what? He's Now it said he turned over $1 billion. Oh, Doesn't okay. mean he lost a $1 billion. Okay. So there's two points there. He might have won out of that money, but he didn't, I don't think. And the other thing is he's got it. He can I afford remember, it. I remember when uh, he could a, million, you know, a million dollars was lots of money, right? And, and uh, you know, was. like a millionaire. Now B, the B, the billionaires. Yeah. Like, and you just go, wow. Well, you like, can't get many houses around for less than a million dollars these days. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's, yeah. Uh, it, wow, it's a big number. We'll go for a break. When we come back from the break, we'll have a chat to Renita Beaton. Sam, the other Sam, not you, Sam, has just signed his own termination papers. He he loves Australian call, loves it. Oh, and look, I'm a fan too. Oh, I I'm thought I knew you would. As be. is your son. Yeah, so. he is. My son likes Australian call, and he loves that song, Errol, and he loves the film clip because it was the old Gold Coast. That uh, yeah, it was a very good film clip. That one, if you like Australian call. But anyway, moving on. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. As mentioned earlier, Sammy, our second guest today is Renita Beaton. Now, Renita has just formed a partnership with Gillian Heinrich on the Gold Coast, and they've already trained a winner, and that was uh, Prime Asset at Doombin on Wednesday. Renita joins us this afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Renita. Hello. How are we? Going very, very well. How do we find you? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. That's, really good. That's good. Now, tell us, for those out there who don't know a lot about you, I, all I know is that you rode track work in Hong Kong and you've done work for Rob Heathcote, but that's as much as I know. So would you mind giving us the Renita Beaton story, please? Yeah, of course. So originally from New Zealand, um, a little place called Waikawa Beach. So I grew up on a beach and farmland out the back. So uh yeah, really um, nice upbringing, and uh, I got into horses at a pretty young age, around nine years old. Um, you know, I used to watch a really good horse of Patty and Sylvia Kay's, Sapio, on the beach, and uh, he'd do a lot of his beach work, and he sort of travelled the world, that horse. He was, um, he, I think he won about 16 races, and, and he was sort of my, my light to racing, I guess. He sort of ignited the flame, and then, you know, I met a couple of trainers, um early days in Levin and I started riding track work and I, you know, did a lot of farm work and yearling prep and breaking horses in and in New Zealand we seem to have a have a lot of things going on on the farm and that sort of thing. So I had a, a lot a lot of that sort of stuff going on. Um, I then, yeah, rode track work for a while there in Levin for numerous trainers, sort of Grant Searle, Patty and Sylvia Kay, Andrew and Melanie Davies and then 
I sort of moved to Brisbane. I think I was about 18, 17, 18, I moved to Brisbane. Yep. Um, worked for Mr. Heathcote for a good five years and uh, then travelled over to Hong Kong uh, where I rode for another six years. So, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it's been a bit of a journey, but it's uh, led me to where I wanted to be. And what was, was Hong Kong like in those days? It would have been the, the big day. I mean, it's still big in Hong Kong, but uh, you know, going back a little while, there was the, the likes of Silent Witness, etc. Were you around there then? No, so I was, um, yeah, I've, I miss Silent Witness. Yep. But, yeah, obviously, um, Golden 60 and Beauty Generation was sort of my era there in Hong Kong. Um, obviously, it's an incredible place, incredible racing, very competitive um, and, and very different, very unique. They, they stay in work all year round. And so, you know, you have to keep the horse happy and we, you sort of can't gallop them as hard over there as what we do here in Australia because they don't have that, you know, that spell like we have here in Australia and New Zealand. Um, it's a whole different ball game, and, you know, you really got to rely on having them relaxed and happy and whether it's here, a lot of people have them quite wound up and uptight sort of thing. So it's... Uh, yeah, it is. It's a very unique experience, but um, it was certainly an eye-opener, and I learnt a lot there. And I think, Renita, um, as you touch on, horses can, you know, horses are, are tricky enough uh, in in uh, in great conditions to, to train out of, whereas in Hong Kong, uh, it can, sometimes it can be just not suited to, to certain horses because it's... Uh, you know, the way it is, I mean, you, you just, as you say, you, you're in work most of the time or nearly all the time and, and you're living in a box. It, it's not like you can throw them out in a yard or out in a paddock and and have the luxuries of, of different ways of training. And and it's a lot of horses can sort of go sour with, with that style of training, can't they? Absolutely. And, yeah, like you touch on, they literally um, live in a they they have three level buildings so they you know there's some horses living on three levels up high three floors up and they poke their head out the window and they're looking down at you it's uh it's it's an incredible experience and it's a great photo i must say um there's a couple of stables lucky enough to have uh um like a like one level and so um they're a little bit more laid back that end of the of the place that's at Charton also so they're obviously all uh, stabled at Shartin. Um, but yeah, like you say, then the boxes are small. They don't have yards. They don't have paddocks. Um, you know, they can't get out during the day. So, you know, their swims and their work and their race day is, is their, uh, they're getting out. And, um, yeah, it is, it's very unique. And like you say, they can go sour and that's what they really have to focus on is just keeping the horse happy and, and ticking over. Sorry. Something that uh, that well you won't have any trouble with uh, after visiting your stables uh, just yesterday morning. Uh, you have a fantastic setup there with Gillian uh, Heinrich. It's, it's uh, you know great boxes. The walker obviously close close uh, proximity to the racetrack. Uh, even I, I like that whole coming out of the stables, walking past the sale yards, and and then going to that back track where it's a little bit more of a relaxed atmosphere. And and obviously things. You know, so much going on at the Gold Coast track. Um, things are only going to get better with time once everything's finished. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I certainly didn't start with great facilities and uh, it's uh, certainly a case of I've started from the bottom and now I'm here because it is a beautiful stable. Um, it's gorgeous and it has obviously amazing facilities. The boxes are huge and 
Um, it's a very nice environment for the horses. And, yeah, like you say, um, it's a lovely walk over to the back track. We have the canals as well to walk walk by, and the swimming pool's not far either. And, yeah, it's a very exciting um, time for the, you know, for the training tracks to all be done. It's um, They're coming along nicely, and the course proper looks amazing. So, yeah, it's very exciting to be able to have those tracks coming along nicely and uh, can't wait for it all to be done. Yeah, I was- Sorry, Sammy. Yeah, I, I would just, one more uh, from me anyway, I, I would think, um, or just knowing that, uh, you know, how big of, uh, what what my father, when he was training horses, you know, the fact that he could ride work um, and continue to ride work right to the end of his career was, it just meant so much to him, the fact that he could jump on horses and, and get a feel for horses. And he continued that right through his tra- training career. And, and being there yesterday and seeing you in action, uh, you ride a lot of work. And it's it's very important that, that you're close to the horses like that, isn't it? That gives you an et- extra, I think, gives you an extra edge as, as opposed to, to guys that don't necessarily ride work. Yeah, absolutely. It really does. It's... It really is a fantastic tool to have, being able to ride work and being able to ride your own gallops and just get to know the individual. Um, you know, you get so many of a different individual if you get your highly strung ones, your quiet ones or the ones that aren't interested. And it is really good to be able to identify them. And, you know, I could have a rider come and say, oh, this horse didn't feel very good today. So I can get on it the next day and, you know, see. And it is, it's just so handy. And I, I really do want to keep riding work and Although I don't want to ride too many um, because I am finding myself a little busy, uh, I certainly would still like to, um, you know, ride the odd handful every day, that's for sure. Now, the partnership with uh, Gillian, how did that come about? Yeah, so um, previously I was a private trainer. Um, I was allowed to have, I had a couple of outside clients that were my first, you know, my first ever clients. And then, but as a rule, I was a private trainer. Um, I actually lost all of those horses. And I, I had a conversation with Gillian a few days prior to that. And just a, just a conversation at track work. She obviously sees me at track work every day. And, uh, you know, I sort of said I wasn't happy. And then that actually happened. And uh, it was a case of one door closed and another one opened very quickly. Um, you know, she phoned me and she offered me, you know, she said, would there something that would interest you? And I obviously was very taken back and, very unexpected and uh it was a wonderful surprise because i was having quite an awful day and um <laughs> yeah look i was i obviously jumped jumped at the opportunity and uh yeah i won't look back <laughs> no and it, it's not just the uh the the uh the pink and the black colors horses that you're going to train it you're throwing it open to other owners as well yeah absolutely so we're we're opening up to the outside clients so basically obviously jillian's only trained for her and her husband, Hoss. So they own many horses and um, like you say, the black and pink colors are theirs. And uh, so now, um, you know, we're open to outside clients and maybe syndicating a few of their young horses that they have coming through. Um, Yeah, so very exciting to be able to have outside clients as well as, you know, the support from Hoss as well. Hoss Heinrich, uh, Bloodstock, obviously, it's uh, very exciting. Now, Renita, if there are some prospective owners out there that would like to get in touch, uh, is there a website or somewhere they should head to? At the moment, no, but they could contact me either on um, social media or um, my email, which is renitabeatonracing at gmail.com. Okay. Um, and obviously, they can get a hold of Gillian as well. There will be a website coming. It's just um, 
Obviously, you've all been very new, and it sort of happened pretty quickly. So, uh, yeah, that will be coming. All right. Well, when that website gets up and running, please uh, let us know, and we'll read it out on air. So uh, we can do all we can to help Thank you out. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for joining us uh, this afternoon. We appreciate it. It's uh, going to be a very, very successful partnership, and we look forward to chatting you again down the track. Thanks so much. Thank you for the support and thank you for having me. That's a pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Renita Beaton joining us there, Sammy, and I have no doubt that is going to be a big success. Yeah, it will be. It, it really will be. And uh, it, it really sounds like just talking to Re- Renita there that, uh, yeah, it was things things were not going ideal. And then uh, in a matter of no time, it's uh, bang. Yeah, you know, she's got this uh, fantastic opportunity and that's what can happen, isn't it? And that's the beauty of horse racing. It's... Uh, you never know. You just never know what's around the corner. Well done to her. It's uh, I, I'm sh- have no doubt, especially uh, after seeing that they're set up. It's uh, it's beautiful stables and uh, really good setup. So they'll they'll do a super job. She's um, a trainer on the rise. That is for sure. <laughs> the interesting part is Sammy. I put Kanazawa in the sausage fold last week. Ah, first it's week. in this week. It's going around uh, at Eagle Farm tomorrow. It's a very short-priced favourite. I hope you're not tipping it. I'm not. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't care if it was going around against a hundred-start maiden. I still wouldn't tip it. Well, yeah, pro- it, look, on form, you'd look at it and say, "Well, this will win by about five. and it may do, but no, I wouldn't be taking the chance. My first sausage, uh, yes. which can be found in a race with a, in a field full of sausages, I would have thought, and that was race two last week at Eagle Farm, number five. Shameless Miss. Oh, yeah, the sausage steaks, this and was. What, what won it? Oti Ra, didn't oh. it? Ra. Like, he, he <laughs> could nearly be a sausage. And if he had lost, he would have been. And uh, so Shameless Miss, because it had a sweetest run, and, and I backed it, and uh, and I'm going, never again, no. never again. Another one that, that springs to mind, which I think I may have said it before, I know you're a fan of this horse, <laughs> uh, because you've tipped it a couple of times. I would never back this horse. And that is race nine, number 10. We go bam. <laughs> it's the best. It is the best. It yeah. is sausage, super sausage. You know, what's that? It was an eye catcher again running on like, <laughs> like Gracie LaStyler and Wave Rider Boy yeah. in Sydney. They're both, the, they're all the same. <laughs> they all have excuses every single time they get beaten. Oh, dear. And when I heard you tipping We Go Bam oh, again, I was going, well, I did oh, say each way. There's pain here. There is pain coming. <laughs> I've got one, and I've got one, and, and this horse is one that I tipped last Sunday at the Sunshine Coast. It was the best-weighted horse probably over the whole weekend anywhere in the world, and it didn't run a place. Fast Coney. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he has now reached the sausage uh, files. Formerly Chris Waller, now Nat McCall. Nat is a great trainer and a great person, but, gee, I think she's got her work cut out with this guy, <laughs> Fast Coney. But hopefully she can turn him around. But for me... No more fast coney. All right, we'll see how they these go in the next few weeks. I know we had uh, f- was it flash feeling? No, is it flash? Flash, yeah, flash feeling. Flash feeling and Italian virtuoso also, but they're not running this weekend, I don't think. But I will keep you all posted. I'll be happy if flash feeling. I never see it again, <laughs> honestly. All right, it's... we might have to get. Uh, I give... just I kept backing up. I just kept backing. Well, that's up what happens. That's why they're sausages. And, and then I was like, no, this is this is. It's almost like a sickness, isn't it? Because you're like, next time, next time, next time. Well, I can tell you one man who doesn't uh, he doesn't tip any sausages, 
Sammy, because we've waffled on so long today with our guests, etc., uh, we haven't got time to put Gibbo on this more, uh, this afternoon, sorry, but we have got his tips, and he's got two for Bow Desert tomorrow. They are race one, number two, the billionaire, and race two, number six, Invictus Lad. So two from Gibbo, race one, number two, race two, number six. What are your best for the weekend? Uh, my best, radio, my old mate Trevelyan at a price. Race five, number three, Trevelyan, back to the 1800 at Eagle Farm. Race three, number four, Ashgrove at Eagle Farm. Jimmy Orman, obviously very confident with this horse. Yep. I think it'll be winning. Mooney Valley, race six, number two, Waskily for Smiley Chip that last up. Yep. They scratched it. They okay. scratched it. So 2,000. It will be winning at the Valley. And Toowoomba, a shorty, race, race seven, number five, Master Maurice. Ooh, I might take it on. Oh, good. Yeah. We'll get to that in the morning on the Darling Download. Yeah. Uh, my tips, race nine, number 18, Esky, I think is the best bet at Eagle Farm tomorrow. I think uh, race three, number 11, Gaius, each way again all day. And race five, number one, Fast Talking, each way as well. And I think race seven, number three, Rubiquitous will run well. Also, I like one at Rose Hill, race one, number two, Cabalus for Chris Waller, I think is very promising. Our South Australian man, Twitter handle is uh, under or at South underscore tips. I get that wrong every week. At South underscore tips. Morfordville, race four, number three, sweetened for the win. Race five, number two, six foot long each way. Race six, number seven, 16 reasons for the win. And race eight, number nine, how each way at around $40, Sammy. Don't forget, don't forget our man in SA did tip a $61 winner a couple of weeks ago. So how good is that? Good. We love that. Value, we love. Now you're off uh, to Townsville. Townsville Cup, you little beauty. Oh, what is that it's in going the to be a big, big day, big weekend. Uh, looking forward to that. Catching up with uh, Grubby Day and uh, yeah, the New Zealand uh, thoroughbred marketing team. Andrew Birch doing a great job. We'll get up there and round a few trainers. I've got a tip for the Townsville. cup. Good. What is it? The cup, race nine. Num- what is that? That's How good me- is this tune? How awful. good is this tune? <laughs> this is the worst song they ever put out. Race nine, number two, Savvy Legend. I think can win the, uh, the Townsville Cup. new producer, Sam. He's a gun on the music. Ex-producer. He's a gun on the music. Ex-new producer. It was nice knowing you, Sammy. I'm going to supply the music next week. No doubt about it. This is so boring. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed the music, because I haven't. And uh, we'll catch you same time, same place next week. SE and Track on the Punters Monday.